Uh, good day, everyone. This is Chris Yodan speaking. I'm the Chief Executive of Superior Gold, and I am joined by our Chief Geologist, E.T. Duplessis, today. A uh, bit of background of the company. It's a single asset uh, business operating in WA. Um, we've gone through quite a significant turnaround program over the last few quarters, and um, we have a very strong and uh, well-defined growth strategy to take the business back up to 100,000 and beyond ounces per year. Um, what in essence we have is a unique opportunity to unlock the value in our underground mine, which will be the mainstay of the ore supply to our mills. Um, at this stage, the business is all short and therefore unlocking the value in the underground is a significant strategic challenge for us. Um, and maybe I'd like to hand over to ET to explain a little bit more about the underground and how that's positioned um, in our strategy going forward. ET. Yeah, Chris, as you said, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Plutonic is the bulk of the gold that we mine is from our underground. It's a mine that is already 30 years old. It started in 1995 with underground operations. And we are focusing on the gold that is related to the mine MAFIC package. I, I don't know. Chris, E.T., really good to be talking to you. This is the first time that I've spoken to you. Um, <clears throat> Chris, you, you joined the company just three months ago, didn't you? Um, sorry, 1st of July. No, so, in fact, so a little bit longer. Yeah, 1st of July, yeah. That's right. So we're coming up for six months. Um, you've had a, a, a hell of a... Um, in induction into the company. Um, E.T., when did you join the company? I've joined the company uh, 18 months ago, but I've also worked at Plutonic uh, about 10 years ago. I had another four-year stint here at Plutonic, so I came back for some unfinished business. Fortunately, Superior gave me another chance to have another look at the geology and have another go at it. Oh, excellent. Okay, so the, just, just to put things in context, um, a year ago, uh, in December 2020, the company put out a PEA, um, which was the, the path back to, to 100,000 ounces. Um, one of the key elements in that, when I, when I went through the PEA, there, was, um, there, were, there were a whole variety of scenarios on, on how to tackle the resource. Because what you've got at, at um, Plutonic is you've got this a, a big structure, you've got a large resource base, and associated with the PA was a new mineral resource, wasn't it? And it was, um, can you just kind of give me the, the, the headline numbers on the resource and what the PA was looking to do? That, that would be kind of, a, I think, a useful starting point just so we can calibrate the conversation. Yeah, sure. Um, so let me quickly um, address that. Firstly, um, just looking forward um, as a start, we're in a process now of um, redefining our resource and reserve. And in Q1 next year, we will announce a new resource and reserve. As it stands now, our reserve is around about 380,000 ounces. And if you look at the total resource, about 5 million ounces um, from inferred all the way through to measured. And um, <clears throat> you're currently producing around 20,000 ounces per annum, aren't you? So that's kind of a, a run rate. I, I think your, your full year guidance is, is 70 to 75,000 ounces for the year. Yes, yes it's about 75,000 ounces, yes. And be, you'll be looking to take it up to 25,000 ounces per quarter. That is correct. And that extra growth, that extra... Um, 5,000 ounces a quarter is, is principally coming from the underground, kind of the, 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 the increased development from the underground. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 
it's it's the underground, but also augmenting the underground feed with somewhere between 45 and 50% of open pit feed. Um, so we are in the process of mining some of our previously operated open pits on our property. Um, we've now mined Platonic East or A4, and uh, we're now into Perch, um, which will see us through till, I guess, around about March next year. Forgive, forgive my ignorance because I mean, you know, it's it's a complex story. You've got this. You've, you've got a, a, a significant underground infrastructure. You've got the old open pits. When I looked at the um, the PEA, there were a number of scenarios, and one of them involved kind of moving all of your plants and all of your machinery, and, and it, it wasn't uh, cost effective to do that. Um, and the, the I think the scenario you went for was scenario three, which was to do a pushback, but not to move the, the plant number one, PP1, process plant one, which is adjacent to the pit. Mm-hmm. And can you just, in terms of kind of resource, explain to me what that pushback gives you in terms of access to kind of what kind of resource chunk um, and how yeah, long sure. will, 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 will that run for? So we're looking at about 357,000 ounces over six years. So it's about... I guess about 60,000 ounces a year that um, we hope to extract from the open pit. Um, look, there's, it's, it's a very early stage project. There's, a, there's quite a bit of work we still need to do with regards to drilling and understanding the resource better. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to go through all the necessary process steps to be able to understand exactly what the most appropriate way is um, of accessing that or in the open pit. It's certainly... Um, going to be a you know key feed for our process plant, and I think it's also important to note here that the open pit will be mined in um, uh, ultimately to feed the uh, process plant number one, not uh, the process plant number two. Because as you know, we got a 1.2 million tons per annum uh, mill, which is currently in care maintenance. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, let's let, let's put process mill um, the PP two. Uh, on the back burner for now. So let's, let's if we just kind of think about the feed for um, yes. uh, PP1. So that the, the PEA on that main pit pushback was at a PEA st- level. And presumably you're working to go through PFS and then to get that into kind of a, a, a construction ready or decision ready. Pro- um, you know, can you just talk to me kind of the, the, the timeline and the work streams yes. that you've got on, on, on that, just, just that bit, the open pit? Yeah, sure. We're in the process now of going through the heritage surveys. Um, we're just going to take another few months to be able to complete that. That will enable us um, to access certain uh, sections around the perimeter of the current pit um, to do uh, the necessary drilling, and ET can expand on that. Um, once that drilling is done, uh, we'll review the block models um, and then ultimately come up with the best pit design um, and cost-effective pit design that we think will work. Um, hand in hand. Uh, we'll, uh, we will go through engaging with uh, the authorities insofar as you know, what our plans might be and the options that we have going forward. We will certainly be looking at the most cost-effective solution. And as you quite rightly said, moving the mill is probably not something we will um, strongly consider going forward. Um, it's probably going to take about 18 to 24 months, very early um, stages to get um, through that process. In the meantime, we're looking, as I said, at other open pit feed options uh, for process plant one. And when you talk about heritage land, um, 
I saw somewhere in your in your presentation materials or perhaps in your technical report that there was a to the west of the pit there was heritage area north and heritage area south. Is it is it is that part yes. of the planned pushback? Okay, so those that are is correct. Yes, yes, and 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 the way that we deal with uh, and engage with our uh, traditional landowners, um, and, and in this case, the Gingerana Group uh, or uh, Aboriginal Council is um, firstly to get approvals to um, move into that land. Number one, number two, there's a heritage survey that needs to follow, which makes sure that we understand fully what the um, impact will be of the drill work that we need to do. And once those approvals are given after the heritage survey, we then start moving in and doing the drill work. Your expectation is that you'll be able to get in there over time. um, Yes. And that it'll... 18 months to 24 months will give you the the, uh, the the ability to incorporate those ounces, let's call it 360,000 ounces into the life of mine that goes on beyond that. But in the meantime, as you said, you're, you're targeting other satellite pits and you've got existing uh, production from the underground infrastructure and you're doing yes. exploration outside of all of that. That is correct. The 360,000 ounces in that phase one pushback are not part of your current reserve because of the PEA standard. So you, you, the headline figure you gave me was 380,000 ounces in your current reserve. Is that and That is correct. It's- yeah, that is correct. Because the bulk of the material that we, that, that's caught up in this PEA pushback is still in inferred categories, so they're not a reserve as yet. The, the PEA that came with a resource model, that resource, the existing resource is dated from when? Is it come from mid-2020? That's correct, yes. And that resource model is, is what Chris was referring to is being updated at the moment. And we're busy with our final calibrations in preparation for the statement, as Chris said, we will release in one. Um, I, <laughs> I saw uh, one of the things I saw in, the, in that original resource was um, that it hadn't been constrained to geology and that, that, the, 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 um, that one of the key changes was kind of linking it to geology. That, the prior resource was not done to geology. So I think that last one was done to geology, was constrained by geology. So what are the major changes between that 2020 resource and the new 2022 one? What, what's going to be incorporated? What are the key areas? What are the key differences? Uh, the, the, the 2022 that we're going to report next quarter is taking a, a different approach to this whole resource modeling uh, method. Uh, we are focusing a lot more on spatial location of the ore zones. This is a pretty complicated deposit uh, at Plutonic. It's multiple loads stacked and with not too much continuity. So it's not a classic shear hosted Archean system, uh, but it sits in Archean rocks. And what we've done is We've changed the approach on how to model this by using every inch of information that we do have and place that in space structurally uh, and also using some chemical controls better and then run the estimations over the top of it. And so that's the major difference we've done. We've also reduced on the estimation side, I don't want to get too technical on that, uh, on the block sizes to get the resolution of where the gold really is. So you don't dilute it in your block estimation already so you can't see it where it is. So you give the engineers a much better idea of how they then size their equipment to the geology and not try and fit the geology to the equipment, which so what, commonly what, 
but um, what 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 block size are you going down to? Oh, we go down to one meter by one meter blocks. That's the resolution we go, and then we will block up two years to the equipment selection. So we go and, down to resolution, yeah. And your minimum mining width is what two point two meters? Uh, underground minimum mining width one point five, undiluted, yeah. Wow, uh, how uh, how do you get the how do you get mechanized machinery kind of into that? I mean, uh, I thought that's for long old soaping. It's when it's steep, okay, and when it's flat. Obviously, that is the height of your machine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I noticed uh, um, somewhere in the resource they talk about a range of cutoff grades between kind of two grams yeah. and four grams, and that's that depends on the orientation and the yes, absolutely, and also distance to the mold, everything else involved with that. Yeah. Now, if I share the screen and pop this up. This is, can you see that? Yep. Yeah, okay, so this is, um, I mean, look at that, wow. Can you talk me through this slide, please, so I can kind of understand it better? Okay, right, so stop me if I get too technical. <laughs> what you see here is we're looking towards the east, so we're yep. looking from yeah. west to east, north is on the left, and what you see on the, on the red and the yellow on the left, that is an overturned portion of this mine mafic unit. And that is called the Timor and the area 134. And where you see that it says Baltic Gap and yes. the little holes that were drilled in there and this Western mining front. This is into a gap that there's a plan view that shows this also. Uh, this western mining front is an extension to the west of this main and favorable host called the mine Mafic. So that's not sorry. Yes. Oh, was it was it was it that no, one? No, no. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So on the left row of, of draw holes that you see there's significant intercepts. So that's the western mining front as we refer to it. So that's an extension of this mine Mafic towards the west, and there's still uh, opportunity and potential for us, and that's why we're focusing that, so that we can try and establish new mining fronts in virgin ground and actually start proper mining in a proper sequence and, and try and reduce our reliance on the remnant mining that we're currently doing. So, so just to be clear, the, the green is the modelled mineralized mafic, which is the the... Uh, what you believe, or the the modelled yeah. host, the the modelled old ore, and the red is the remnant that you can mine out. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so and so this is yeah, you go. The the red is the remnant, and yeah. so these are these are dipping to the southwest. Is that correct? So th so these are these are deeper. If I go to this one, so all yes. of this has had a lot of it mined out, and this yeah. is the existing infrastructure. Yes. So you're so you going back in and kind of um, finding the pockets that haven't been mined out, and you've got these two major ramps, one through there and one through there. You've got twin decline yes. access. Is that right? Yeah, that's yes. correct. Okay. So why we can do this remnant mining as well is remember a couple of years ago, ten years ago, the cutoff grade of this mine was between five and six grams a ton, and that's now been reduced because of oil pricing costs. And that's why there is so much mining or remnant mining opportunities still left. Okay, really interesting. Thank you. Um, I also saw in somewhere in your, one of your presentations that the the um, 
the deposit had a, a 11,000 ounces per vertical meter on the, on the, on the resource as a whole. Is that a historic figure? Yeah, that's an historic figure. That's what it had. Uh, and it's also depending on, on where you are in this deposit, where it's flat dipping, it won't be the same. And where it's steep is actually where you get in the Timor some very, very nice ounces with high grades as well. I mean, that's a, that's an astonishing figure. I mean, yeah. because it's a, it's a, that's a, a huge, a huge yeah. amount of gold per vertical meter. Um, so obviously you want to be, you want to be targeting those kinds of structures, those kinds of, um, uh, that kind of endowment in the future. Um, yeah. When you talk about getting your ore tonnage up, is it increasing the number of headings you've got? Um, you know, ha- what are the kind of the mechanics behind it? Is it more development? Is it more headings? Or is it um, targeting high grade or a mixture of everything? Uh, it's, 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 it's a mix of everything on an old mine like this. But no, we also increase towards the latter half of next year. Uh, we're going to increase, we are increasing and ramping up our development rates to open up more ground. Uh, that's how you increase that. And we are also taking and moving into these new areas that we've actually drilled this year and that we've made a couple of press releases on, as you guys have seen. Recently. Yeah, I mean, the, so the last two news releases so, so are Mal- spectacular. Mal- just, just, to, 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 yeah, just to give some numbers towards that, currently uh, for FY21, we've mined 100% remnant. Uh, FY22, we're heading towards between 25 and 30% new areas, which is a significant step from where we were over the last few years. Um, and it's testimony to you know the great work at, that ET and his team has done in really understanding what those new areas are that we can go in. Um, needless to say, with that goes um, quite a significant improvement on productivity. Uh, we're also going through a process of recapitalizing our fleet to make sure that we can get the right performance levels that we expect from our machines um, and the underground equipment. And um, we're going to start seeing that, as ET said, towards the latter part of next year as we start ramping up the underground mine. That sounds, that sounds, that all sounds eminently um, sensible. And uh, it's coming through in the numbers. I mean, you guys have put a turnaround together. So the, the quarterly numbers, you know, it's um, delivering quarter by quarter is absolutely what every company needs, um, should do if it wants to be re-rated. And you guys are absolutely doing that. That's fantastic. Somewhere in the in, uh, so when I when I look at a whole bunch of reports, I can I can never remember where I found I saw a number, and I've I've just written it down. But it, it talks about a ten percent dilution in the model. Um, in 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 on, is that ten percent dilution in underground mining? And it, in other words, tell me a bit about dilution, please. Well, the dilution that we get underground, that's what we plan, and we do CMS all our slopes and and actually reconcile back to that. Yes, there are some slopes that actually perform worse than that, but then there are also slopes that perform better than that. And it's all depending on the, the type of slope that you draw, where it sits, and if it's steep or flat, and that, that influences that dilution assumption, which is based on a calculation on historical data, yes. And um, just coming, I, I know I, I went down a rabbit hole on the block size on the resource, but... Um, you know, where, where does the new drilling, because you put out the, the last couple of news releases have been some pretty good, I think, if I understand it correct, step out drilling on new exploration ground. Um, where, yes. does the, where does the cutoff on the data come for the incorporation in, in the new resource? And um, 
tell me a bit more about kind of what's going into that new resource. It's, it's not just the remodeling on the block size, but you're incorporating new data as well. Can you explain a bit around that? That'd be great. Oh, it's, it's incorporating, as I said, all data. And mm-hmm. other than just the new drilling, uh, also by revisiting the whole mine, uh, previously the face data was not given its true value and especially the orientation from the faces were not properly included as far as I'm concerned uh, because of some constraints the guys had in trying to get a model out very quickly. You know how that works on a mine. And what we've done right now is we've remodeled the complete mine using all our face data, all the face mapping data, all those measurements, all the structural measurements, all the oriented core data was included in this model. And we believe we've got a, a spatially much better model of where the ore sits because it's not a single shear zone with great continuity. This spatial orientation and placement of the different ore zones are very, very important. And that, that was the major change that we've had. What we've also done, I believe, as part of our uh, reason for the multiple press releases that you've seen, is we take a staged approach in our brownfields exploration. So we go out, you build your model, then you drill your model first. And you don't go in there with the drill program and you sit there and you brrr, shoot them out with a fan of holes. <laughs> you stage it. So you drill a couple of key strategic holes, move the rig somewhere else while you wait for your assays, reinterpret, remodel, make sure it makes sense. If it's not right, if you missed, why did you miss? Change your model, change your inter and test again. And that staged approach, I believe, is actually a key reason of why we see what we saw this year. I, I think, E.T., this is quite pertinent as it relates to Indian access. Um, okay. And the challenges we had there, you know, historically where, you know, it was very difficult to find the gold and, and, yeah. and you've been very successful in following exactly that stage approach to be able to deliver the results that we have now. Yeah, we went in there, for instance, we drilled a couple of holes, they came back that's and re- sat down and said, well, why did it miss? Then we drilled two holes to determine the geology better because we realized the dikes, the dike model was not good enough and then remodeled the dikes based on those two strategic holes. And now after that, now we're actually hitting the targets much better. Let me just so, pull, pull, pull this up. Is, is, this the, is this what you're talking about? No, that, that was a, an earlier one. So that was last year in 2020. I think it's the release that went out uh, two days ago. Yeah, it's the latest oh, release. Um, yeah, it's got the, the detail and the, the right okay. pictures and so forth. Okay. Yeah. okay. So you're strategic about where you put the drill holes. So you go in there, you work out the orientation, you, you, you wait for the assays to come back, you incorporate all the data, you go and do something else. And then when you finally, when you've got the idea on the, on the position, then you come back in and you um, yes, drill that area out. Mm-hmm. Chris, just coming back to, um, the kind of, you, you started off by saying we've got 380,000 ounces in reserve and a 5 million ounce um, overall kind of resource. You know, it's, it's a... Mm-hmm. It's a huge disparity there. Um, yes. And in the new resource, is have you targeted the kind of a change of the overall envelope of mineralization? I know, I know that there's been some exploration as well, but can, is it fair to say that the, the 5 million ounces isn't going to change by a huge amount, but the you're going to be targeting the 380, you know, 
targeting that 4.6 million ounces of um, resource and trying to kind of get it closer towards that reserve figure. Is, is that part of the thinking in that resource recalc? Well, we certainly hope so. And it's certainly our intent uh, to move as much as we can into reserve because that ultimately is, a, is you know, the, big, the best indicator we have insofar as our life of mine is concerned. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to say exactly, you know, what, what the quantum of that would be. Um, you know, we, um, I've asked that questions to ET probably about 20 times. Um, I see he's smiling. Um, <laughs> he's, he's very reserved on, on what he thinks it's going to be. Um, and, and I appreciate it. These, these, it's very important we go through the right process. We go through all the right steps to validate and verify um, the numbers that we'll be going through. Um, we are also bringing in an external reviewer uh, insofar as that resource and reserve is uh, concerned to make sure that we have an excellent view that, you know, that it's, it's not only us, um, you know, staring at our navel and saying, well, this is what we think it is. You know, we, we want to make sure that the numbers we put out there are numbers that we can, we can back. Um, but ET, I mean, could, could you um, uh, expand on that as well, please? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a question we, we quite often get from anybody looking at at us and say, why do you have such a large resource base and such a small reserve? And as we've noted in our 43101, uh, the resources are calculated at a cutoff of 1.5 grams per ton. And we've actually included all pillars in the resource. So it's, it's a resource in the ground. It's not necessarily applicable to our mining method right now, but that's also the challenge for the engineers. How can we access those tiny little pillars still sitting next to existing old stopes and access that. So that's one of the main reasons why there is uh, so much more resources than reserves. And with this new method of using all the data in the database, uh, it's actually opening up a little bit more opportunity for us that was previously actually ignored. And, and the guys are looking at accessing some of those areas now. When you're looking to access quick and low-cost ounces, of course, it'll be the remnant blocks which are on existing infrastructure. But when you um, targeting putting together new, big, the high-grade extensions to the mineralization, if I pull up this um, that slide again, that, that, that one slide, um, where's it gone? Um, you know, which, which are the bits that get you... On, on here, what's the, what's the bits that get you most excited, um, ET, about, you know, do, do you see kind of lots of potential down this Western mining front? Or where's, where, 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 where do the geologists um, talk about on the Friday evening with a beer? <laughs> no, look, this, this Baltic deeps, that, that's been sitting there for a couple of years, and then the guys are looking, and we've started actually accessing that right now with the decline coming down in there. Uh, the areas where you see where it says Baltic Gap, we've started to develop heading into that. So that's what we talk about on Friday evenings on the bear. And the ones on the Western mining front, we've had a very, very good success there and actually extended a very nice high grade, let's call it a chute or a zone in there. And we can't wait for Carl, our mining planning engineer, to start developing towards that. I think he's actually started planning for that next year, accessing that. So just above where it says Baltic Deeps and Baltic, where you see those little red holes in there to the left of that. So there's, there's a very nice zone that we identified. <clears throat> it fits a model that, that we use 
uh, and that we're revisiting after all the research that's been done at Plutonic, where we get this northwest control of the high-grade areas. And, and it, it seems as if we're getting this thing together now. We understand it a bit better. We, we can get some continuity out of it. And we're very, very excited about that. So there, that's obviously a lot of pop talk for us as geologists as we build our model. Even and after three years, you, you learn that you don't know it all, but you have to keep on looking. Yeah, you've got to keep on going. Um, and yeah. what's, what's the resource? So this is currently within the resource, but without infrastructure. Yeah. So that's an, that's an existing yeah. resource. And you'll be looking to add to it here and here yes. and um, through here as well. Okay, and great. Then, yeah, yeah, all, all the way up here. So we, we've got some targeting going on for next year and going on and chase more of these high-grade shoots on the western extension of the mine, yes. Mm -hmm. um, great. So you've got 5 million ounces in, in, in resource. Um, I mean, that, that, that's a huge resource. And obviously, you want to try and um, – let me just drop that off. Uh, you want to bring as much of that into some kind of mine plan as as much as you can, even if you. I mean, what's what's a thumb suck estimate when you look at it? Do you think we're going to get half of it in? Do you think you're going to get one third in, a quarter, two thirds, three fifths? <laughs> it's Friday night. Asking me this question <laughs> all the time, mate. Right? Uh, at this stage. Because we've taken a brand new approach on how to model, it, it, it's definitely, unfortunately, we, we're not going to tell you what it is. I'm busy calibrating my models. Uh, with any new modeling method that you try, you have to calibrate that. And we've actually selected about six months worth of stoping to use as a calibration tool in our stuff or in our models. Uh -huh. Should we come up with the right number uh, of, of Chris, sorry, but that's the answer to this. No, 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 no. That's the right answer. Um, the key for us next year is as we progress with with uh, our mining activities, specifically in the new areas that we'll be going in, um, as well as the remnant mining that we'll be doing next year, it's going to be very important for us to do the appropriate validation of the model to make sure that, in fact, st it stacks up. Uh, we have done some testing um, yes. We've agreed as a team that we need more, uh, and that's what we're going to do next year. W once we get a better view as to the reliability of the model, um, we'll be in a much better position to start doing our longer-term planning, uh, which will be a subsequent piece of work that will follow um, after the uh, resource and reserve statement has been completed, as well as the new life of mine. Um, so it's it's... But believe you me, we're all sitting on the edge of our seats. We would love the next few months just to move, you know, past really quickly. I, th I think in Q2 next year, we'll be in a much better position to understand exactly where we're going with the mine. Um, but at the meantime, we know we, we, we're not sitting on our laurels. We, we, we're pushing as hard as we can to, to move an edge towards that 100,000 ounces. There's a host of other benefits that's going to come from that, and it's all part of our growth story. Uh, Chris, I'm so um, respectful of the quarterly delivery that you've achieved in, in, since you've joined, um, and, of course, the work that tomorrow's doing beforehand. And um, Absolutely, yes. Tomorrow's so, so, done a great job. So uh, I completely get where you're coming from, um, E.T., <laughs> Uh, it's good. It gives us something to talk about. It gives us a reason to reconnect uh, in the middle of next year when you've um, had a chance to you know, yeah. go through the numbers. Um, <clears throat> just 
you know, thanks for taking me down the uh, a description of the geology and the orientation of those blocks and kind of your, your, your work in progress. Um, perhaps kind of coming back to the top level, Chris, can you just remind me what are the, the key things that to be looking out for next year? Well, you know, what do you want the market to see uh, month by month, quarter by quarter for the first half of next year? Well, I, I think uh, what's going to be important for us is, um, of course, the announcement of our resource and reserve statement. We'd like to back up, you know, the last three quarters of really strong performance with, with hopefully an improving performance. There's a bit of uh, shutdowns that we need to do, as you do with process plant um, in the first quarter of next year. So, so it's going to be a challenging quarter, but, you know, we're looking forward to the rest of the year um, with some great performance um, uh, expectations. And, you know, we'd like to see our cash balance improve. We'd like to see our cost dropping off. The key here is moving from around about 75,000 ounces to 100,000 ounces is not going to draw heavily on additional fixed costs. So we hope to see quite a significant fixed cost dilution towards 100,000 ounces. So lower cost, more ounces, better cash flow, strengthening our balance sheet, the new resource and reserve statement is going to be, you know, critically important. Um, um, and, and then ultimately, you know, how are we going to put the longer-term strategy of, of the business together? Um, the one thing that I'm really excited about for next year, um, which, of course, is, uh, is, is going to be quite a technical challenge, we spoke about the PEA, we spoke about the main pit. Um, one of the challenges that I put out to the team when we started going through the opportunity review when I joined was to say, you know, are there potential early entry options into the main pit? So in an area which is already licensed, where we can get in really quickly, you know, we, we can get early cash flow out of the main pit, you know, not wait two years before we start getting cash flow out of it. And um, we're busy firming that up, but I'm very excited and, and you know, hope um, very soon to be able to be in a position where I can share with the market how we're going to access a specific portion of the open pit as an early entry option and, you know, hopefully as, as soon as next year start seeing that all flowing into the process plant. Chris, with your back record, with your background and track record of a turnaround guy, I'll, I'll, I support you all the way on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't always work, but um, we, we're going to give it one hell of a go. I, I think there's, uh, what really gives me confidence is just the quality of people that we have and, and the ecosystem that we've been able to build around the organization, specifically when it comes to, solving you know difficult technical issues um but you know the the, the one th thing or the one common theme at plutonic it is a complex resource it is it is not straightforward it is it's 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 a resource that from time to time can be very unforgiving um what we're trying to do with all the work that ed is doing and his team is doing is trying to increase the probability of um um, getting the predictions right, going in the right areas, and getting the right greater gold, um, and 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 that's th that's the story of of Plutonic for the next few months. Uh, thank you very much. I've got a couple more questions, if I may. Um, one yeah, is sure. um, costs and inflation, and you know how, how are you seeing that happening? Because uh, I, there have been some recent um, capital costs which have just blown out. Um, People are under, you know, the, even the headline inflation numbers are coming through as, as you know, five, six percent in, in places like the UK. Are you seeing cost inflation coming through? You know, how are you handling that? You know, um, and is that just yes. something you factor into your numbers? 
Yeah, well, you know, there's there's two types of cost. The one is compressible and, and controllable, and the other one is incompressible and uncontrollable. So it's really about focusing those costs that you have control over, those costs that you can compress. And and for us at this moment, where we are in the journey, it's a volumes game. We need to get more out, or out of the underground, more open pit ore, because we're not mill constrained, um, you know, get the mill humming as, as hard as we can. Um, and, 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 and that will give us the biggest benefit from a um, unit cost perspective. There are definitely some opportunities and we're going to target them next year um, insofar as contract costs, et cetera, are concerned. One, for example, would be how we can reduce cost of our open pit mining uh, because we're doing you know, smaller open pits. Is there a way in which we can cluster a number of open pits over a longer period and therefore be able to you know, um, get lower uh, uh, rates from the mining companies that we use because our open pits are um, contract mining. It's, we, we're not doing it as, as an insourced um, or using an insourced model there. Um, when it comes to inflation, I think on the labor side, we have seen some uptick. Is it significant? Um, it's not significant to the sense that it's going to have a material impact on our cost. Um, you know, our cost traditionally has been quite high. So, so you know, we, we come from a relatively weak base and, you know, there's a lot of opportunity, low-hanging fruit that we can go after, um, which to a large extent negate, you know, the, 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 the inflation we see in, in some of the other areas. Um, one of the big benefits that we had is, um, and I don't know what that was, by design, um, maybe a bit of luck, um, just prior to the energy crisis and, and you know, where, where fuel prices and gas prices are, are going, and we locked in a new contract that's going to see us through for the next four years. So that's a big step, a big win for us. Yeah, um, we will be locked in our rates. Um, so, yeah, I, I think all in all, we're relatively in a good position. So, yeah, I, I think that'll be my, my response on, on that front. Great. Well, um, <clears throat> Thank you both very much for your time. Um, I look forward to having a look at the new release, um, the new resource when it comes out uh, next year, um, and obviously yes. the quarterly numbers. I've, I guess, um, is there anything that I've missed out, Chris? Is there you know, anything that you um, feel you want to get off your chest? No, no. I think I, th- I think um, I really appreciate you know having Et here. Um, you know his 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 knowledge is you know absolutely. Um, worth a lot for us as an organization and, and, and really helping us to think differently about um, the resource. And uh, I think it's about taking that piece of work and converting it into real activity in the mining um, space. And, um, you know, we, uh, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully an improved year next year on, on what we achieved now. Um, there's no doubt it gets tougher as, as the, right, you know, the rates pick up. Um, but that's you know that, that, that that's what we we, we set ourselves um, out to achieve. I don't know. On my side, I think we've covered you know the, the key elements. Um, Et, is there anything else that that you might want to raise from a geology uh, perspective? Uh, no, no. Maybe just stress the point again: the importance of understanding the geology, and the, the devil is in the detail in deposits like these. So we. It's called LSAM, so it's lithology, structure, alteration, mineralization. And in that sequence, so as a geologist yourself, Merlin, you'll realize how important it is to actually understand all of those four and, and make sure everybody on site understands that and how you then convert that into something you can mine economically. And then that's key and that, that for us as a young team is how we try and get people enthusiastic as well and, and 
Yeah, and then we're seeing some results up to date, and let's hope we can continue on that journey. Well, um, thank you very much. And I'm not sure if I'm going to include it in the recording, but um, no. if South Africa and Australia are playing a rugby match, who do you support? Green and gold. <laughs> let, let, let me put it to you that let me put it to you this way if the box play i support the box otherwise it's australia all the way but i'll yeah. never support the all blacks <laughs> well for a moment i thought you said you were never going to support england but there we go i'll take the all blacks no no no, no. <laughs> oh good thanks good Thanks a lot. Nice talking to you. Thanks, Merlin. You have a wonderful day. Thanks. All right. Thank you very much. All the best. Thanks, Thanks, ET. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye.